Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Boyne Space Talk Show today. So today is a Sunday, and I hope everyone has a very, very good weekend. Huh? Boyne Space, we continue to celebrate International Women's Day this month to recognize women's um, success and also contribution. So if you have been wanting to appreciate any one of them, right? For example, your mom, your sisters, your wife, or your girlfriend, lady bosses, and also all the ladies in your team, this is the best time to do so. So in March, VoiceBase will have a, um, a series of International Women's Days uh, with different topics focusing on women. Today, we have Fiona and Jasmine to share with us about women's nutrition and also mental health. Um, while we are waiting for more people to come in, right? Um, probably I will just uh, have a quick introduction about both the speakers. So Fiona, Fiona, she is a um, nutritionist who also founded the company um, Health Can Be Fun. It's a nutrition consultancy. Um, Fiona has been working with different um, corporations and also individuals in terms of you know giving up nutrition uh, advice and also doing cooking demos, workshops, uh, providing um, uh, more um, health talks and etc. Right. So she's also. Um, being featured on multiple media platforms such as uh, New York Magazine, Channel 8, Channel U and also many more. She is also the personal nutritionist of Angel Chang if you, if you know um, um, the uh, singer. So she tries to help everyone to achieve a greater quality of life, uh, sorry, quality of um, health especially and of course life. Uh. <laughs> so uh, for Dr. Jasmine Lau, uh, Lowe, okay, or Jasmine, uh, we just name her, we just call her Jasmine. She's a psychologist, okay, and she runs a psycho education and also consultancy on uh, mental wellness space um, that is focusing on resilience and also adaptability. So basically, what she does is also to when um, individual having some challenges in terms of personal goals or let's say they are you know they are stuck. Um, usually, they will seek um, advice from Jasmine and Jasmine will actually lead them um, through during this um, tough period of time. Okay, so, a, um, so let me have a quick introduction about voice space as well. My name is Jun. I am the co-founder of a FMB and also MPO non-profit organization Techstarter and I co-found voice space with um, another partner about a month ago. What happened was that we realized that in today's world, right, learning and sharing are very, very easy and also convenient, okay, because all are online right now. Uh, but there's also half of the population around the world, right, has very limited access to internet that limits themselves to access to all of um, these video conferences, e-learning, live streams, Facebook stories, or even like, you know, Instagram stories, etc. So VoiceSpace is a voice content platform. We aim to bring the community closer and also making learning and sharing easier through voice only. So during the talk show, we will not share any of the information on the screen, including um, camera or screen sharing. So please do um, look up for us in our Facebook and LinkedIn. We do have a Telegram channel as well. Just search for VoiceSpace and you'll be able to find us. You will get our upcoming events over there as well as our crowdfunding campaign. We are currently doing a crowdfunding to build the iOS and also Android app for a better user experience and also more interactive features in the app that um, to take over our current web app. So um, I think that's enough for the introduction today. 
and I'm sure that we are all excited and ready for the topic, right? So friends in our Zoom, if you want to contribute, please feel free to share your experience uh, or let's say ask questions, right? Um, just have to unmute yourself. If you're watching this from Facebook and you want to join in the conversation, what you have to do is just to join in using the Zoom link provided. Okay, so probably you can start with Fiona first. Um, in terms of women's nutrition, we all come across and we know that it's very often being discussed uh, about iron deficiency. So maybe you can start from um, what kind of food sources uh, that is very high in iron or easily that we can uh, get the iron nutrition. Green leafy guideline, um, especially if we mix it with like vitamin C, can help to absorb the iron a lot better. Mm. So, yeah, there's many, many, many food. Um, mm. Top of my head, I can think of spinach. I don't know why, because I'm hungry or what, but. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I can think of spinach, yeah. Right, yeah. uh, Fiona, sorry, uh, yes. sorry, Jun, I, I've got a question for Fiona. So, uh, you know, as psychologists, you know, we always talk about symptoms. Like, we talk about yes. depression, there's always some symptoms. So, I, I think that for the audience over here, they might also be interested in understanding what might be some of the signs and symptoms of iron deficiency. Right, okay. Hmm. So, fatigue is one that I always, like, even I myself has experienced that. So, fatigue is always one of the cases that um, I do see people, like, with iron deficiency. And then after which, where um, I see people having, like, you know, it chronically becomes other things, where it becomes depression or lack of concentration. Um, immunity will go down and maybe, like, you know, immune to common colds and flu. Mm. Um, headaches also do come about. And I think what's worrying is that it does also link to hair loss and, mm. you know, skin health. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, I got quite a few. <laughs> I, I think um, uh, I believe that there's also other other factors that could lead to all these uh, you know symptoms are uh, not necessarily just of uh, iron deficiency. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. I just hang on. Uh, I saw Janice. Janice. Um, you raise your hand. Do you have any question that you want to ask? Let's probably wait for her. Uh, no, 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 no. I think I pressed wrongly. I cannot see. Uh. <laughs> okay okay so um just for information that we are not sharing any um we, we don't do any sh um share screen and also we don't turn on our camera so this will be just purely based on voice huh? mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Uh, okay that's fine all right so um yeah so for in terms of the well we when we speak about the signs and symptoms right of iron deficiency just wondering jasmine do you think that iron deficiency could also lead to um any sort of uh, mental health? Uh, I would not say that it will lead to, but it might have some uh, contributory factors. Yeah, okay. because uh, for mental health, right, uh, there's always a lot of uh, combinations uh, and uh, effects. It could be your environment, it could be some part due to your diet, uh, some part due to uh, your genetics. Yeah, so oh, there's yeah. a lot. and. Uh, Interestingly, what studies have found is that there is indeed some link. Right? So I, I will not say it's a cause, but I can only say that there's a correlation. That means that there's a link between yeah. iron deficiency and, uh, for example, depression and, and anxiety. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so my interest in this uh, was stuck like uh, recently also when I uh, uh, get 
uh, involved in a, a lot more nutrition for myself. Uh, that's where I also start to understand, you know, uh, uh, how uh, could have iron deficiency led to anxiety. Yeah, and uh, okay, so how it actually works is because the iron itself uh, is related, is required for the production of one of the happy hormones in our brains. So the happy hormones, uh, there are a few, and one of the most important ones that is uh, related to iron is dopamine. Mm, okay. Yeah. So when you have iron deficiency, that means uh, the production of dopamine, the natural production of dopamine in your brain is also reduced. So when right. you don't have enough dopamine in the brain, then you uh, are at a predisposition for cl clinical depression. Right. Yeah, and uh, in this in this uh, area, I, I do not mean depression in general, like people say, oh, I'm feeling depressed. But it's a clinical depression where there is uh, where, where symptoms, there are actually about eight symptoms and you meet about five out of eight of them according to the DSM. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, but is there, about, when, when you talk about dopam the dopamine, right, is, hmm. is it the one that, you know, people always say when you eat chocolate, you have the happy... Um, 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 so-called hormones. Is this the same one? Uh, there are quite a few. Uh, let me recall. Uh, uh, there is, okay, so uh, chocolate. Let's hear from Fiona. Fiona, which one does uh, chocolate give us? If you have any uh, recall. <laughs> if I, if I know wrong, like chocolate gives us serotonin, but I think in some form, it certainly do, does change it to like, you know, it does link to dopamine as well. Yeah, like, it does it link, triggers right? triggers our happy, happy Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I, okay. I don't remember uh, chocolate as having a lot of dopamine, but I, I remember there's some happy hormones, but not necessarily dopamine. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Mm. So basically, uh, we can say that um, having sufficient iron in our diets, right, um, it also helps us to keep, uh, it also keeps us healthy, happy. Kind of, yes. Yes. In fact, uh, some of the symptoms for dopamine deficiency uh so in this case, we talk about very uh, deep dopamine deficiency. La. It's, uh, almost, um, it's almost similar to what we have for iron deficiency, like for example, fatigue. Mm. So in the case of myself, right, I'm, I'm always tired. Yeah. Yeah, in the past, I'm always tired. I need to sleep at 8 and I, uh, I need to sleep at 10. And then I wake up at the next day 8 and I still want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got this restless leg syndrome because every time I feel like my leg want to divorce from my body it want to run away from me mm. and okay. uh, it happens all the time when I was uh, in my in my uh, young adulthood yeah because at that time I still do not understand about about uh, iron deficiency and these symptoms but now I, I look back I, I do feel that hey, I have this restless leg syndrome because my leg just want to divorce me the whole time yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, symptoms of dopamine deficiency is like iron deficiency. You have fatigue. You have a restless leg syndrome. You have uh, poor concentration. You have you can have uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression, and mm. even apathy. So, apathy is something like you know you just feel like you're not interested in a lot of things. Yeah, you just feel like okay, I can't be bothered by a lot, a lot of things. Uh, yeah, it's it's like you are always very very sad. Yeah, no mood. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay. so what? Okay, you're not feeling happy, but okay, so what? Yeah. Okay. okay, so this thing, everybody is so excited about this, but I don't find anything interesting. Hmm. You know, they have a party. Yeah. Yeah, so, so in no, bro, not, I... you're not called Tao, man. <laughs> 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 so, 
Maybe yeah, can uh, Maybe can call tower. Access, how do people assess themselves? Like, if I were to really check, so if, if we go through a professional, right, then I think we, you know, we can be able to pick them out. But if, like, normal, like, common people day-to-day, or even people who have, like, people who are around, let's say our family members who are around people with um, iron deficiency or have this clinical depression, how do they pick up, though? Like, how, how about would be your assessment like, uh, to check this? Clinical depression would be... Um easier to pick up if you uh, know about the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual. But uh, a lot of people don't have access to that. So, uh, so that's why what happened is uh, a lot of people say, oh, she got depression, he got depression. But actually, it's just like a depressed mood. Mm, yeah. okay. so, so when a person has depression, right, um, some of the key areas that will get affected is, their other, is other areas in their life. Okay. Like they will just shut themselves out and nothing gets done. And then, uh, you know, like their daily livelihood or their life, um, how do I say, um, uh, the lifestyle gets mm. affected. Yeah. Right. Things so, that we do daily gets affected. Correct, correct. Mm. So basically, when it comes to, I think iron deficiency um, in overall, it affects um definitely performance of your daily life also, right? In a sense, I feel that it does. Okay, so anyway, on, on the part of, uh, of depression, how do we recognize? Uh, the best, right, is to have uh, a professional uh, to assess if the person has depression or not, so that the person can get either uh, psychiatric or psychological support that is the most important. Okay, but um, just wondering, uh, Fiona, is there anyone like as a nutritionist, right? When the uh, when the uh, a client come to you and said that you know I suspect myself um with iron deficiency, is there anything as a nutritionist that you can help in terms of um diagnosis or, or what you can do? Yeah, um, there are diagnosis tests, so like you can actually get check on your ferritin, um like level in your blood test and it's not very expensive and you still can get it checked it's just that it's not one of things one of those things that you know when you do health screening they advise women to do so and i think they should so just to get ourselves checked on the, our iron levels yeah there is this micronutrient test so in fact like other micronutrient tests there is also tests for vitamin c calcium vitamin d and, and that's another topic so vitamin d is also like you know Although we are in Singapore, that's also quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I think nowadays, uh, people see the sun, they, they, they hide. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, so when, uh, when you know that somebody with iron deficiency, right, normally what, how do you work with them in terms of um, how, do you, how can they manage it through their lifestyle, through their, their, their diets or nutrition? Um, I mean, if we go to like food wise, I will usually do an overall um, micronutrient test first to see what level or how deficient the person is. Supplementation is my last to go, but unless they're severe, um, very deficient at very low level, so it needs like the booster to like really go up to that level. So um, I usually work with clients in terms of working in their lifestyle to see how we can incorporate that in, whether they are able to cook, able to like do out recipes or how they can incorporate that in their day-to-day like when they dine out. Mm. And actually really to raise awareness on identifying different sources of iron from there. Like in their food wise, do they actually see iron sources? 
Um, and then just include some of these, and it can be very simple, like the bay that we can get in Singapore, mm. or like beans, or like putting it into green leafy vegetables, there, or mixing it with like vitamin C so they can enhance that that um, iron absorption. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just uh, it doesn't have to be like a whole overhaul of their their food, but is to boost up their new uh, nutrition in terms of like each meals and how they consume each meal. Yeah. That's that's what I do. What about you, Jasmine? Like, how how do you like work with individuals who might have like a iron deficiency or maybe like in the form of maybe not to the case of clinical depression, but mild anxiety or anxiety? I don't even know what's mild anxiety. So what like anxiety? I think I have anxiety all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that is the tricky part, you see, because a lot of uh uh clinical patients who come for uh psychological support uh we they do not know that they have iron deficiency. Mm, yeah, I, I think it's quite difficult to find out, right? They they wouldn't aware about it. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't. They won't, when they go to you, I think they won't say, "Okay, I got iron deficiency." Yes, yes. I think, and I there think. is no, there's okay. no. Uh, uh, how to say? There is no case for us to even ask them. Uh, do you know if you are uh, iron deficient? Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, although uh, more studies now more uh research is going on in terms of uh, iron deficiency and uh, depressive. Uh, depression, anxiety. Uh, however, in general, there is no case for a lot of uh, psychologists to uh, ask or to probe their clients if they are deficient in, in uh, iron. So this is also one of the main challenges that we face. Lah. So it's like, I mean, if you put an example, Fiona, if you come to me, uh, okay, I, I, I must first say that I am not a clinical psychologist. So I, I do have friends who are clinical psychologists, yeah? Uh, so imagine if you come to me as a clinical psychologist for depression or anxiety issue and then after a few sessions I ask you uh, Fiona do you think how is your iron intake or do you think you are iron deficient how how might you react to me <laughs> mm, uh, I mean it'll be like awkward because like suddenly you're asking me about my food yeah um, yeah <laughs> uh, and I think it's also quite interesting that you brought it up because like, in terms of our practice, right, like, I, sometimes I also wish that there were, like, like, commonality that we can, you know, learn from each other. And I think now is a very good time that, like, a good platform that we, like, mesh different practices and different approach mm. together to see how we can support in all angles. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but one of, like, the behaviours that I do see that people with iron deficiency, they don't really eat very well. So, right. like, it's an like outcome right. when they, you know, being iron deficient already, they have, might have no energy and then they go into this vicious cycle and spiral where I, I do observe their behavior by not eating well. They probably just omit certain food groups out. Um, they probably pick their food very much or, like, be very picky on what they eat, when they eat. Um, and it, 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 can, it can link to, like, you know, eating behavior issues. Mm. Um, that I do see in, in people that has iron deficient right. tendencies. Mm. Mm. So mm. I think eating well, but maybe asking like how are they eating might help. Yes. And, and yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree with you and I felt that uh in terms of mental wellness space and mental health space now, uh it doesn't uh it doesn't harm any individual if uh, any one of us is just concerned about anybody who tend to have a depressive mood or uh, showing some symptoms of uh, depression or fatigue uh, decreased concentration uh, just ask uh, just you know offer them food or have a lunch with them that, that you know encourage them to increase the intake of uh, food that is rich in iron 
yeah, and just encourage them to have more uh, iron intake. I think that that is not a harm. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I think in overall, uh, <clears throat> I mean, for us in Singapore, right, our diet is really quite um, uh, low. Anyhow? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's usually anyhow, and it's really very low in iron when we look, it, look at it in overall. Uh. So, for example, let's say in the morning, you know, people eat um, bread and egg with a coffee, and then lunch, they, you know, eat outside with all the um, soup-based kind of um, um, noodles. And then at night normally eat, you know, mixed rice. And we don't really take red meats in overall. And I believe um, a lot of people they are also kind of like avoiding vegetables as a as a as a habit. Um that's based on what I see. Lah. So what, what do you think, um, Fiona? Our you know Singaporeans um eating habits. <sighs> Don't get me go down to that viral of like eating habits. <laughs> like, I don't even know where to start. Like, sometimes it's not about like our food choices also. Like, how come meals are so heavy on carbs, right? And, mm. and maybe because, I would just say maybe I don't talk about like the type of food, but I think when we eat out, um, food tends to be cooked too long and then nutrients tend to be lost from the heat or overexposure even like our Thai bung is being left down there for like, I don't know, for like a long time really, then these nutrients get lost and we're just eating for like, like mainly what we call as macros. So like our carbs, our protein for energy sake and not so much for the micronutrients anymore. Yeah. So when it comes to like eating out and if we don't choose like healthy options or like fresh options, sometimes we don't know what we're actually getting. Um, for micronutrients wise uh. so like things like your minerals your vitamin b vitamin c and zinc um and iron and all these things support our overall body in terms of helping to keep at optimal state and immunity right yeah yeah mm. yeah okay that's that's interesting i i didn't know that um you know food being left too long uh, the nutrients will, will will be leaked out you know um i think that's that's something very interesting and also, I just wondering, right? Um, if for example, somebody who is eating well, you know, um, will there be a chance that they will be also, um, have this iron deficiency? For example, let's say maybe they have problems with their digestion uh, system. Is is there such a, a a case? Yeah, that's a huge topic actually, and then uh, recently very interested in the gut health. So like our. Just a little brief, although a little bit off topic, but like gut health is such a big issue right now because our digestive tract is the only way that nutrients can can enter our body. And without mm. a good digestive tract, right, for some of us, maybe issues with IBS or gastric or, or just maybe chronic constipation, all these digestive issues can actually hinder our body to absorb like maximum nutrients that we can. And even not just absorbing, we might be leaking nutrients from there or causing our body to have like a leaky gut, which means oh. that bacteria can actually enter the bloodstream much easier and cause a lot of like infections that can happen from there. So, right. so it all links. And I think when we talk about like women in terms of like gut health, in terms of uh, um, iron deficiency, and I think Jing Jun, you mentioned about like how we don't get much red meat. I think there is a social study that um, compare like the eating behavior between women and men. I'm not done trying to be like genderist now, but um, eating behavior between women and men. Women tend to like eat less meat um, and less red meat 
let's say, and going more plant-based. And then I do see a like, influx of people like going more vegetarian also. Like among your friends, like, do you also see that that's happening? Like, you know, June and, and Jasmine, or even like our participants here. Yeah, I mean, um, I do have a, I do have a friend who, uh, there, there's a few of them actually, there were some suspected, at first uh, it was quite panic, uh, so it was suspected, you know, leukemia, and then um, I think it's not so serious, uh, so it's just like um, iron deficiency, because leukemia is more serious in terms of the body can't, can't produce the, the, the red blood cell itself, right? And um, iron deficiency is most likely from their lifestyle, from their maybe like what you mentioned, their gut health and also from the diet. So, and based on what I observe, right, these friends uh, who has this iron deficiency symptoms, uh, in overall, yes, they are eating very, very little. And based on the food choices, I, I don't really see them eating red meat. That's one thing for sure. And um, also they are kind of like, you know, avoiding all the greens. And I think that it's, like you know the puncher. Jasmine, um, last time you 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 mentioned that last time you do have this deficiency, right? and you said that you have been eating a lot, right? <laughs> so 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 just wondering, how, 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 how are you eating that time? Now I regret. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I okay. So when I was about eight, uh, in my teens, about fifteen, all the way to twenty. I eat like two plates of chicken rice mm. and it's still not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the way, even I was about 28, I still eat a hell a lot. Every few hours I need to eat. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it was also a challenge because for me, I don't eat beef. Yeah. Uh, the taste of beef is just too strong for me and I just, it doesn't go know. well with me. So I, I don't have a lot of red meat in that sense. So, uh, I think in a sense, my diet really didn't help much. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, I think there is a difference between eating a lot and eating nutrients-rich food. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there is a big difference because uh, what studies have shown uh, in psychological studies and uh, medical studies is that uh, in our, our society now, uh, people tend to eat a lot. And uh, those foods are actually not nutrient-rich. So they are actually high carbs, high sugar, and highly processed. Mm, so right. when we have uh, this type of food, right, uh, we do not get enough nutrients. Right. Right? And the other one to add on is that, uh, especially in Singapore, we are in a very high, uh, we are exposed to a lot of stress every day, especially right. at work. So this uh, actually affects our gut health. Mm. Right, like what Fiona was saying. And uh, gut health is actually very important to our mental health. Right. Uh, why did I say that? Because the pathway all right, uh, between, uh, for the neurotransmitters and the other uh, proteins, essential proteins that is used or that is required to produce neurotransmitters actually pass through our gut. So let's say when we are very stressed, right, uh, our stomach, our digestive system and our guts uh, is actually uh, frozen up because our body needs to put in more resources to the brains and to the muscles for the fight and flight response. Mm, so in yes. a sense, uh, a lot of nutrients that uh, they don't pass through the guts. So imagine if we already don't have a nutrient-rich diet, 
Okay, and when we are under chronic or acute stress, a chronic is long-term stress or uh, yeah. acute, like just come and on and off that kind of stress, yeah. then even lesser nutrients get passed through the gut. Right, right. Yeah, so what happens is that then uh, people will start to see, uh, experience a lot of symptoms in the long run, such as uh, depression, anxiety, and all this. Right. And so not only cool. that, we're women, so we like kind of lose more blood every month, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I yes. think that has um direct relationship to to so called um iron loss, also, right? The yeah. amount of yeah, actually yeah. monthly, like especially teenagers when they started like losing blood or menstruation, right? We tend to lose more. Um, and if we don't get like even if because they're very active as teenagers, you probably be very active. Just mean like we also lose um iron through our sweat when we are more active. When we also like you know exercise quite a fair bit and we uh, got bruises here and there, so that's also like iron loss. Right. So all these things also can contribute to iron deficiency. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's 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 interesting. Okay, so so just just um to you know also understand right. Other than iron deficiency, um, what what are the other main challenges in terms of uh, for women's nutrition? Women nutrition. Um, I I for me, okay, first was iron, and then because of like our stages that we we have like life stages, so like women tend like go different stages like pregnancy, lactation, you know, childbearing age. Um, so then I I feel like for nutrition in terms of like the food intake, calcium is also something that, you know, kind of be lost uh, quite easily. And women being lower in um, in terms of density of our frame compared to males are way smaller. Um, therefore, like, you know, calcium stores tend to be much lesser at the start. So... Um, now that we are probably all, I don't know if all of us here are 30, but that would mean that we reach our, um, our peak of bone mass and that mm. only goes like, you know, we are like drawing ATM calcium from our bones <laughs> from this moment. And because like, you know, we're in Singapore, right? And, and we're women and we're small frame already, you know, being Singapore, like in Asian context, we're like smaller frame. So our starting um, genetically is also smaller in terms of calcium stores. Plus, you know, we are hit with these genes that we, we are not, we're lactose intolerant. So that means like, you mm. know, some food sources we don't, we don't do very well in terms of calcium. Also. Yeah, so, so, I mean, yeah. based on what we always, yeah, so based on what we always uh, being told, right, uh, we need the calcium from, from milk uh, most of the time. Um, then, for those who have um, this lactose intolerance, right? What, what do you suggest um, in terms of um, the source of calcium? Nowadays, it's so much more fun. Like now, I've got lactose lactose free milk. Like right. that has made to our shelf now. So, um, and also nowadays, I think there's so many different options of like milk. Like so many more fun based options. Mm. Though may mm. all not be high in calcium, but like our good alternative. Like we don't get drink milk, we get soy, soy milk. Yes. Um, yeah, so soy is also one of like a good option. Almond is also another good option that people can get calcium from. But 
the more interesting thing is that people didn't know that actually our plants are like, you know, our broccoli, the broccoli stems and dried fruits like apricots all have like sources of calcium and they are quite good to also have instead of like, you know, milk all the time. Mm, okay, um, that's interesting. So dried fruits will also contain calcium. So, I mean, um, dried fruits will con contain um, the calcium, but how, how about the fresh fruit? I think dried fruits and fresh fruits also have blood. So I would say like all like broccoli that we mentioned, the stem itself is quite high in calcium and green leafy vegetables. It's it's all good in calcium sources. Um soy, tempeh, soybean, tauhui. Yeah, they're all good sources of calcium. Eggs also like mm. um so I'm just making fun of people, like if <laughs> really calcium um deficient, right? Just break down the eggs and blend into the blender and then you can take calcium supplements from there because that is pretty much what they add in into some of the milk for added calcium or so. Oh, the even the eggshells, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I read about it and was like, hmm, what if uh, they don't clean the eggshells properly? You know, and you know, we have pretty colourful eggshells sometimes. <laughs> I think I think um that one um it's quite difficult to 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 really justify uh, whether they clean it or not um yeah so just don't think you, about we it. We can long. can the moment you go toilet you know already. <laughs> <laughs> but would you suggest uh um uh, adding the powdered eggshells to our diet, Donna? No lah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I did re read about it and it, it, it seems uh, quite a viable option, actually. <laughs> I, I do that for my dog. Yes, but, uh, yeah, like, like if you really cook it thoroughly and make sure that it's 100% cooked or boiled first, not eating it raw, I think it's doable. Um, um, another better alternative is eating sardines and then eating the bones. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Calcium there too. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I, I think that that's be a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, softer, nicer. <laughs> but I can't imagine eating egg shell. <laughs> you can imagine eating sardines, right? Ah, uh, yeah, sardines. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm asking this because uh, nutrition, and I, I also felt that iron deficiency, especially for women, is very important in terms of our work performance or our daily performance. Yeah. So, for example, uh, studies have shown. Okay, I will not say on iron deficiency itself, but in terms of uh, nutri uh, low nutrients or nutrients deficiency, right? So there are actually studies that uh, uh, that examine uh, uh, the nutrient, how nutrient rich is the diet of uh, people in the offices, in working in the office. So uh, they did a control, and then uh, by just by in increasing the nutrients in the food performance change so what do they mean by performance uh, they uh, they measured productivity in terms of the sick leave the sick days of mm. presentism that means i'm just there but yeah. i'm present there but i'm not exactly i'm trying to get work but i'm not 100 percent at my work so right. it, it relates to focus and attention at work right Right. Yeah. So uh, also talk about work loss because you are you are absent this and that. So it's actually very important for individuals to have a balanced diet or a mm. nutrient. I, I would not say balanced diet, a nutrient rich diet because that is going to affect our performance at work. 
Right. And and I think that is also one of the reasons why people nowadays uh, uh, really rely a lot on supplements. And um, I, I think it's a myth uh, that, you know, a lot of people, they tend to have a very, um, just now you mentioned about balanced diet, but not so balanced diet. So mm. a lot more skewed to, you know, um, the macronutrients, which is the carbs, the proteins, and the fats. Um, but not so much on the micro. And then they will tend to, um, you know, eat all these supplements in order to get those nutrients. And what, what do you think in terms of supplements, uh, Fiona? Because um, there are also studies saying that when you are eating very high dosage of the supplements, right, your guts don't really absorb so much. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think that's what's scary about supplementation because when we don't really like we feel like you speak to us like um we'll let you know that you know usually your diet would have really have got this amount you don't really need to add any more supplements or if let's say there's absolute zero then we'll tell you which dosage is best mm. um, but when it comes to supplementation especially when we just over the counter we're just like you know self-supplementing um just watch out for mega doses like what june mentioned mega doses would mean like usually what they was say at the back of the label and they okay have two pills or have three pills like we're doing the big omega three tablet yeah. or like supplementation those oily ones it's all oh, have two and within like the, the day itself and it's usually a lot so i like to give this an analogy by you know if we got a lot of work to do we possibly can't finish at one go so our body also can't exhaust everything also at one go so like uh, for iron, I usually advise to have it in the morning uh, on an empty stomach because um, for iron supplementation. So because with your gastric juices in a stomach help to increase the absorption as well. Um, oh. And if it's better, if you have it with vitamin C. So most of the supplementation for iron should come with a vitamin C in it also. So just take note of that. Um, if we have a really weak gut already, I wouldn't advice to go for tablet supplementation i would prefer i usually recommend liquid so that's easier on the stomach and easier to be absorbed but there are like iron supplementation that cause like people to have constipation and that's also another barrier for them not to you know continue the supplementation mm. Mm. that's interesting mm. so 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 can i say that you know in the morning when i'm now um, for women right first wake up have an empty stomach um, drink a cup, glass of orange juice and then um, take the pills. That should be better. Yeah, um, doesn't have to be orange juice, can be a, mm. like a fruit or empty stomach will do. Yeah, but orange juice is fine. Yeah, just watch out on the sugar, lab, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, how, how is there any correlationship between you know, um, uh, what we'll call it, um, folic acid and also anxiety, Jasmine? Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> uh, folic acid is um, uh, folic acid is actually very important uh, when it comes to a lot, a lot of uh, uh, mental health issues because folic acid is a very important uh, component for the brains, brain health. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so same thing uh, in terms of anxiety, depression, uh, the lack of folic acid uh, will affect. That's what studies have found. Lah. Yeah. 
Okay, then um, I, I, maybe folic acid is something new to a lot of people compared to iron. So uh, Fiona, what, where can we actually get uh, or what, what are the food sources in order to get, you know, um, rich folic acid? Um, actually for folic acid, right, I, especially for women who, you know, in like looking to get pregnant or thinking about or just planning for uh, birth, like children, right, they hmm. immediately I think folic acid comes like in like one of our medical suites of things to supplement women. Hmm. Um, but then, you know, like for folic acid, um, although it's named so nicely, actually it's vitamin B sources, which can come from a lot of things like grains, leafy vegetables, meat sources. So one of the downsides about like folic acid is like, you know, people, we tend, we, we tend to lose vitamin B uh, very easily in our, because it's water soluble. So like our sweat or um, our food or even having like chronic diarrhea and constipation can lead to like a loss of vitamin B. And for some of us who like maybe who have a, um, Different lifestyle, very stressful lifestyle. You know, vitamin B also can be lost through like, you know, over over ex like overuse of our uh, muscles or like our stress hormones. So yeah, so right. that's why you know folate come about with energy like. So like vitamin B groups are like energy producing, yeah. which <laughs> links to and uh, you you go ahead you go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, just just. just it leads to iron because like the foods that are high in vitamin B are also foods that are high in uh, iron. Yeah. Oh, so usually, You're saying they, just they, usually yeah. they are always um um together. Yeah, they are, yeah. Very likely. So to support Fiona, right? Uh, research uh in the mental health side have also found that uh, the deficiency in B one, three, five, uh, in fact the B group uh has effect on poor concentration and attention, depression poor memory, uh, poorer response to stress, uh, higher irritability, mm. uh, depression, and yeah. psychosis. Right. Yeah. So they are definitely related to uh, mental health. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so it seems like mental health are um, very highly, it's, like there's, there's a lot of risk factors or factors um, that can cause mental health, right? So whether or not it's, you know, people around you, your past history, um, the environment, the stress of your work. And it seems like diet is also playing a major role in terms of that. Uh, I would not say a major role, but I would say it has a role. Mm, okay. It has a role. Yeah, because so far, uh, there's no studies to say that uh, diet has caused uh, depression. Right. But there are, but there are studies that can say that depression uh, has a link to poor nutrition or lack of certain nutrients in the diet. Like for example, there's a study uh, that was done in the Nordic countries. Uh, they were saying that uh, in the Arctic regions, right? And they were saying that uh, the they found that the depression level of the people are rising. Right. And uh, then they actually did an investigation and they actually found that it was because uh, the people in the Arctic region were starting to change out of their traditional diets, which was actually high in essential fatty acid. That is, that means their their uh, food, which is usually fish based. Right. Yeah. So that was because of the change in the diets. 
Right. Yeah, okay. so these things actually say, uh, show us that, you know, uh, yes, food is related to, but we cannot say that it is caused. It's a, it's a cause of the mental illness. Understand, understand. Yeah. It's, it's just part of it, lah. so it's not yes. like directly. Okay, yes, because the vitamins and minerals, right, they have essential functions not only for the healthy cell growth, uh, but they, they have a important function for converting amino acids into neurotransmitters. Mm. Yeah. So when right. you don't get enough of that, you don't get enough of neurotransmitters, and that's where uh, mental issues uh, surface. Understand. Yeah. Okay. So so probably for people with you know mental health, um, one thing that can also do other than you know solving the the root cause, right? Probably having a a, a good diet or nutrient rich um food, right? Will also help them. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Then um for Fiona, so for maybe some tips uh, when uh, especially for Singaporean uh, uh, what kind when it comes to cooking or food options, um, uh, especially cookings, uh, let, let's talk about cooking, right? So, what kind of um, just now you mentioned that you know, long the, the longer you cook the food, right, then you will lose out the nutrients. And, um, so what kind of cooking method that you will suggest to you know, um, enhance if not, then at least you can keep the nutrients in the food? Hmm, okay. Um, when that, when it comes to cooking, like I, what kind of practices that I usually do, I try not to overcook my vegetables or like, you know, if I want to cook something, especially like broccoli, because they take um, quite some time to, to cook. So I usually try to minimize as much heat as possible. So usually I will cut them in smaller pieces and then blanch them in water, hot water, or like after the kettle is boiled. Then mm. I'll stir fry and, and depending on what I'm eating it for. So if I usually... Like, if I'm eating it for, like, um, iron, for example, or beans or anything, I will soften it with water or stew, make them into stew, and then add, like, um, a dash of citrus or something that is sour, like a vinegar, so that, you know, we can enhance the absorption there. But if mm. I'm eating, like, a, with a planning out for a meal that I want a good balance of all the micronutrients, I try my best to, you know, eat both fresh and cooked items. So, like, a mix of, all kinds of food. So I won't say like totally go fresh because you know you when you don't cook your food, certain nutrients also won't be absorbed. Like for example, like your vitamin A and vitamin D, you do need some form of oil base so that you can absorb these nutrients. So like I would say like to advise to have both like fresh items and cook items of your vegetables or all kinds of meats. Um, and have a wide range of food, like eat everything. You like Jasmine and eat all, <laughs> double the portion of the food. Yeah, in because, the supermarket, eat everything. Yeah, because because I realize that <laughs> uh, um a lot of people right when they especially when they go to the 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 Thai fan, uh, when they buy Thai fan, you always see them choosing the same food, choosing the same item, and when they cook right, also they always tend to cook the same 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 you know food item, and I think that is also one of the 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 challenge in terms of getting. Um, different types of nutrients from food because they have been eating the same thing. And um, for broccoli, especially, I, um, uh, Fiona, so, I mean, for me, uh, myself, last time, I used to have this challenge. Uh, and um, every time when I blanch the broccoli, uh, it's either when I eat it, it's still crunchy. All right? If not, then you'll turn yellow. 
I can never, you know, perfect the cooking of broccoli. Is there any tips in terms of blanching the broccoli to the perfect? Uh, www.youtube.com slash cooking That's the biggest challenge, man. <laughs> no, okay, so I, I try this, okay, so um, have, um, what's it called, have a, uh, what's it called, sieve or something that you put a broccoli in, and then mm. you blanch it in hot water for like five minutes, and it has to be really hot, so hot water for five minutes, take it out, and then stir fry. Oh, stir fry it, okay. Yeah, after that, stir fry, yeah. Okay. Stir fry for flavor, but when you blanch it already, it's already... Um, maybe about 70-60% cook and then after that when you stir fry then just quick one like maybe 3-4 minutes on high heat and then, then you get like nice broccoli <laughs> right okay um, that will be one of the very important key message for me today <laughs> yeah okay so and uh, I think um, there has been quite a, a insightful sessions today and um, I think we are also almost there for today's session so uh, Fiona, for you to summarize, what are the three key messages to bring home after these sessions today about women's nutrition, other than the broccoli cooking method? <laughs> I think one of the insights after you know after doing so much um, research about food, I think one is really to have a wide variety and eat different kinds of like vegetables, or eat different kinds of meat. I mean, if we are vegetarian, then, you know, look out for, like, iron-rich sources, like, you know, like, soy, tempeh, green leafy vegetables, chickpeas. Um, and surprisingly, you know, other than that, there are also, like, foods that are fortified with iron. So, um, you can also use that as a way to enhance, you know, your iron intake. Um, for those of us not vegetarian, like, you know, the one good source that I think most people... Uh, forget or think that they are unhealthy. It's actually liver. Oh, yeah. liver. Depends on whatever liver. Yeah, but liver, yeah. So actually, liver is actually good for health. Like it has so much nutrients in there. Like vitamin D. There's also it's also like iron. And people just link it to cholesterol. But in fact, eating liver or eating um, dietary cholesterol does not increase our cholesterol at all. <laughs> yes, I think I think we can. Um, that will definitely be one of the. Um, sessions in the future that um, you know eating food that is high in cholesterol will it increase our own cholesterol level <laughs> that's another topic <laughs> correct um, because uh, I mean last time we always always get like people asking these questions uh, yeah that, that that's a that's a good point yep so any 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 anything else for Fiona women I think we need to really look at our like food choices and check in Check in ourselves in terms of our diet, whether we really have um, a good variety. And especially, like, you know, we need to be more in tune with our body, especially like, every month we go through that cycle. So I think, um, you know, firstly is to really know what we're eating. Um, and that will help in not just iron, but, you know, help to increase our nutrient stores and not take it out so much on ourselves and our bodies. So, yes. <laughs> and that yeah. way we can have a better mental space, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so for for Jasmine yourself, uh, what will be the three key messages today? Right. Uh, one is chocolates. Chocolates. All right. Yes, yes. You because of you, you mentioned chocolate, so chocolate <laughs> has been in my mind. Uh, so what is it about chocolate? Right. Uh, chocolate is a 
it's still like the the go-to for a lot of people in terms of uh, instant uh, joy or uh, instant uh, uh, mood uplifter at a point. Uh, mm. However, we should not rely too much on chocolate, I feel. Uh, it should be more on a uh, nutrient-rich diet, especially mm. for women uh, during the key periods of the month is uh, to have a diet that is rich in iron. Right, because right. iron is related to our dopamine. Right, right. And um, um, I mean, just on top of the chocolate, uh, it's very important to watch out on the portion. Uh, moderate amount is um, good enough. Um, <laughs> try and don't munch the whole bar. And uh, <laughs> I think that will lead to another problem after that. <laughs> that will cause mental health again. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it becomes it becomes addiction, right? Just yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I mean, everything in overall, um, just try to have um more variety of foods in terms of your food choices, and also watch out on the the green leafy vegetables, especially, and then <clears throat> all the red meats, and if not, then the fortified um food items, and um chocolate will be one of the very good options. Um, if possible, maybe go for the dark chocolate but in the right portion size. Yeah. They okay. are just like, you know, the last minute, uh, uh, first aid, uh, the last minute band aid. Yeah, yeah. For, for your mood uplifter, uh, I feel that uh, it's just last minute. It would be good to have a consistent uh, supply of uh, uh, good neurotransmitters that you need for your mood regulation. That's true okay. diet. All right. Okay, Ken, thanks for the summary. And Fiona, what if today um, our audiences who, you know, wants to seek for further advice from you, right? Uh, what will be the point of contact for you? Good. Thank you for asking. So we are available on our website. We have a website called healthcanbefun.com.sg. You can find us on our Instagram handle, also called healthcanbefun. Um, and we also have a Telegram feed called HCF Feeds. So you can reach out to us there or else, you know, since you're here with us and you're listening to, it, to us here, you can also email me directly at fiona at healthcanbefun.com.sg. I, I really like your, 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 you know, health can be fun, this name. And I really, truly believe that health can be fun. <laughs> okay, how about um, Jasmine yourself? If um, any one of us who wants to, you know, seek for further advice, um, how can I actually reach out to you? Oh, well, this uh, question comes as a surprise to me. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't relate uh, my work directly to nutrition. Mm. Uh, I, I work more with individuals for their performance. Okay, okay. So, uh, well, my personal email, or you can get me through a uh, LinkedIn, on uh, okay. Jasmine Low. Okay. Or yeah, yeah, you can just look for Junte. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. Um, yeah. later on, I will just drop. Uh, I'll put in all the contacts information into a summary, and then I'll I'll share it with um, our audiences. Okay, and um, yeah, once again, thank you for both of your time and um, everyone who is here today. I'm sure that you have learned something, huh? We will be having another pop show on women's health uh, definitely in the future. Um, there's a lot more to share. Please stay tuned in our social media. So if you like what Voice Place is doing, please like and share. And if possible, please visit our crowdfunding site and help us too. So thank you very much for Fiona and also Jasmine for your time. And um, I really enjoyed these sessions. I hope you guys too. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.